Blog Talk Radio. To Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, November the 13th, 2017. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds, LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited once again this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. To receive and download this podcast, simply go to the iTunes store, click on podcasts, and type in a date with destiny. You can also receive it via my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, or simply by Googling us, Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. Also, follow us on Twitter at least L-Y-S-E-101. That's L-Y-S-E-101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. So once again, we are so excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are so happy to be in our fifth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people we have coming up for the rest of this season. So tonight, we are so excited because we have another amazing show. We have joining us this evening, author, 
spiritual healer, motivational speaker, Nancy Byrne. Nancy is the author of Choices, a cutting-edge book that brings empowering choices back to your life. In her book, Nancy helps readers to transcend the limits of common thought, remember who they are, and choose to be that person again. She guides readers in listening to the inner guidance from their souls rather than the mindless chatter of everyone around them. Nancy majored in psychology at the University of Colorado at Denver for both her graduate and undergraduate coursework. She has a deep respect for life, all life, and is devoted to empowering others. She has worked at an adolescent psychiatric treatment hospital as executive director for a Women in Need of Group Support Program, a rape crisis center as the director of a victim services unit at a major police department in the Denver area, as well as a counselor at several shelters for high-risk adolescents and taught at both Aurora and Red Rocks Community Colleges. She graduated from the Aspen Program for Spiritual Development with certifications in spiritual development, spirit mediumship, medical intuition, Reiki master teacher, and is an astrologer. Nancy states, it is my soul's desire to give back to the universe and to serve by assisting others on their life's journey. So at this time, a date with destiny would like to welcome Miss Nancy Byrne to the show. Hello, Nancy. Welcome. Hello, Lisa. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. How are you today? I am doing great. We're going through a little uh, storm on the the whole island. It doesn't have any power. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, well, you, you were telling me that earlier, so I just want to warn our listeners, <laughs> just in case the call drops, we will try to get Nancy back on the show. You know, um. Was it last month or maybe a month before we did a show when um, it was hurricane season? And I had another guest on who was, uh, you know, in the midst of the hurricane. And I said, well, you know, we can reschedule. We can reschedule. No, 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 we're going to do it. So in the midst of the show, which was my first time ever, we had to get her back on a couple times. But we made it through. We made it through. And we're going to make it through today. How about that? Exactly. I did not want to cancel. I've been looking forward to being on your show. Oh, and you're such a sweetheart. And I just want everybody to know that Nancy is a true gem, and um, you're going to fall in love with her just like I did um, as she talks about her book, Choices, um, which I read, and it is an amazing book. I love the book. Um, So first, I just want to thank you for joining us today. I I, want to do that because I know um, it, it takes a lot to take time out of your own day to do interviews and so on and so forth. And you don't have to, but you've made the choice to be with us today. So thank you for that. You're welcome, Lisa. Now, this is what I want to talk about first, because we have so much ground to cover. Um, I could talk to you for hours, number one, but I'm not going to keep you that long. I'm not going to keep you for hours, but, you know, we're, we're going to try to get through everything because the book was just so amazing. And as I was reading it, I felt like um, I was reading my own. I think I shared that with you. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so amazing. So um, I know several people 
um, that would like to write a book. And I know when I was writing mine, I drew all kinds of people that were interested in the process. But one question came up more than others, and that was, how did you know what to write about? And I know what my aha moment was for me, but tell us about what your aha moment uh, was, and when did you finally decide that you were going to make this happen? You know, honestly, I never even thought about writing a book. I woke Mm -hmm. up one morning, and Spirit said, that I needed to write a book. And I said, okay. no one would ever want to read anything that I have to say. And the <laughs> right. uh, Spirit said, Nancy, your life's experiences could help many who are going through the same thing as you did, and they yeah. feel all alone, and they don't have any hope. You can provide that hope. And yeah. I could choose a lot of different people to write this book for me, but it's going to be your flavor that attracts mm. people to the book and thus can help them. So, yes. I went out, and uh, I sat under my cottonwood tree with my two Doberman, my five cats, and my bees. I raised bees at the time. And okay. um, in about, honestly, in about two and a half weeks, the book was almost finished. I had one chapter left, and um, that was, you know, it was just, it was like I was taking dictation. And I, and when I was reading the book, and my husband was reading it to edit it for typos and stuff, it was just, Phil was saying, oh, my God, you write so much better than you talk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to plagiarize a book. It really was spirit that wrote it. And I honestly, with all my heart, I feel like it has a message for for everyone. And, and, you know, all the messages seem to be pretty similar, you know, that um, people are writing about because I think that's the message that spirit has for us is we just, I think we wander around and we just are seeking answers and we want, you know, to find yeah. a guru. And yes, we do need guidance sometimes and we need to know how to do certain things. But we have truly and honestly, we have all the answers within ourselves. We just, we just don't want to take the time or we don't think yeah. we're worthy. We don't think spirit would, you know, want to talk to us because, you know, we're sinners or we're bad or we're worthless. Yeah. It, it's not true. We yeah, all have yeah. a and spirit wants so badly, wants to give us, you know, joy-filled, happy, healthy, prosperous yeah. lives. All yeah. we have to do is let him. Yeah. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. It really, really is. Um, and, you know, we get so indoctrinated in um, the way we were raised. Um, the things we were taught, you know, um, the different religions that we were raised up in. And we don't, you know, it comes a time, I think, in, in everyone's life where they have to make a choice and they have to choose what is right for them. You know, what is the right path for you? Um, and like, you know, the back, the back of your book, one of the things that I loved on the back when you gave credit to spirit, you gave, I love that. And, um, you said, uh, being the author, you gave, you gave credit to spirit for being the author of your book and you received co-author credit for delivering the message. That is amazing. I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, I just think so many people, um, it just, you know, I, it just, spirit is so amazing. I just, it, 
every day I'm yeah. more and more and more just, you know, just yeah. overwhelmed with the greatness and the goodness. And spirit is not, um, you know, an angry, horrible, terrible God that gives you free will yeah. and then smites you the minute you, you take exactly. it. You know, exactly. Like we've been taught, or I have been taught to believe, and just mm-hmm. if I could just, you know, get one point out to the listeners, it's an honest and truly spirit wants to give you everything that you want. Yeah. He wants to fulfill the desires of your heart and love yeah. you more than you could possibly ever, ever love yourself. And it's Absolutely. Not, um, it doesn't just happen overnight, and I think that lots of things, lots of these little, you know, trials and tribulations that we go through are really to make us stronger and show us the capabilities yes, that we have. absolutely. People say that, oh, God is testing me. I feel like Job, you know, and just spirit doesn't test us. Almighty God, spirit knows what we are capable of doing and what we can't do. And spirit would never give us something to do that we would fail at and lose more confidence and, and feel bad and berate ourselves about what we are being given, although it may not seem like it at the time, is a tremendous opportunity for personal growth and empowerment. Yes. You know, when you're yes. terrified to do something or you think the obstacle is insurmountable and you just take that chance and, and you do it anyway and you succeed, your confidence just soars not only in yourself, but in spirit. And then the next time you hear that little tiny voice, you're more apt to listen to it and take another chance. And you can never, ever go wrong when you listen to your own inner guidance because, you know, that magic pill we've all been waiting for, it's already Mm -hmm. in us. We have our own GPA system. We just need to learn to listen to it. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also, because I'm going to be going through your book, because I, I, I um, folded back a couple of pages, I highlighted some things in there that I um, absolutely, um, that resonated, and I believe that the uh, listeners are going to love it as well. And I just wanted to kind of elaborate, you know, a little bit. And I also want people to please, you know, go to visit her website. And the book choices, um, you can get it, I know, on Amazon. It's in, like, a lot of the bookstores and things like that. And you can also, I believe, get it from your website as well, correct? Correct. You can get it at Amazon, at uh, Balboa Press, or Barnes & Noble. There you go. Yeah, so please get it because it's an easy read. It's a great read, and it's full of stuff that really will help to inspire and um, empower you in so many ways um, in your life. And um, one of the things I read that you said um, when you said none of us need anyone's approval when we have spirit in our lives. If spirit before you, woo, girl, who can be against you, okay? And spirit is definitely for you. I love that. Um, that, to me, I found in my own life is so true because in essence in what you're saying is if God be for you, who can be against you, right? That's true. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the other things I wanted to talk about that I wrote down um, before I start flipping through the book, um, I want to talk about trust versus fear. Trust versus fear. Um, when we we find ourselves fearful a, a lot, <laughs> we go through life just 
afraid to do this. We're afraid to move. We're afraid to jump. We're afraid to listen to that voice and follow what we're hearing. You know, we're afraid of failure. So tell us your experiences with fear versus trust. When did you finally start trusting? Well, um, I think when I finally decided that I was just going to just forget about, we always think we know what's right, and sometimes we don't. The spirit sees the big picture. We don't. Right, right. um, after I wrote the book, um, I was going to see a massage therapist, and she um, said, you know, my husband and I have a vacation home on Whidbey Island. She said, why don't you and your husband come and stay with us for a week, and I'll have a book signing for you. Oh, my gosh, the bells in my head went off. Somebody's going to have a book signing for me. Oh, my gosh. So wow. I was so excited, and I didn't even hear that she lived on an island. I have been terrified of water because as a small kid, my dad tried to drown me and I can still remember trying to breathe and the water coming into your lungs. And so I I went home and I told Phil about it and he said, well, I've heard that, you know, Whitby Island is a paradise. It's beautiful there. We have vacation time and, um, you know, so let's do it. I've never been to Whitby Island, although I've been to Seattle, but he's really well-traveled and I'm not. So mm-hmm. we got the tickets, and three days before we were supposed to move, she called me back, and she said, Nancy, I am so sorry. She said, I can't have a book signing for you. Matt, her husband, is getting transferred, and we have to get our house in Parker ready to sell because we're going to be moving to Whidbey Island permanently. But I mm. love your energy. I just love, love your energy. So we don't have to be there. Just come and get the keys. And uh, I'll give you the combination, and you can stay there and just enjoy it. It's gorgeous. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, my God, I don't want to go if she's not going to be there. I don't know her well enough to stay in her house. And plus, mm-hmm. it kind of sank through to me that we were going to be on an island. <laughs> and so right. um, I, I went home and told Phil, I said, you know, I just let's just cancel. We can go someplace else. We can go up in the mountains and go hiking or something. And Phil said, Nancy, the tickets are non-refundable. He said, let's just go and have a good time. You know, I've already taken the time off, and we've got a place to stay, and I really would like to see it. So mm-hmm. we um, we came, and um, when we pulled up to get onto the ferry, I almost had a full-blown panic attack. I was terrified. I was, no, no, honey, please, please, no, I'm not getting on that boat, Phil, no. Let's drive. Let's drive on it. And Phil said, it's an island, Nancy. You, this is the only way on it. There's another way that we found, and now it's called Deception Pass, but it's this huge, long bridge over the ocean, and it's equally as terrifying it would have been to me. And I said, no, Phil, I'm not getting on a boat. I'm scared. I can't do this. And he said, honey, it's, vaca- it's tourist season. He said, I doubt that we could find a, you know, a hotel anywhere in Seattle right now. He said, it's only a 20-minute ferry. I know you can do it. Uh-huh. So we got on the ferry. And I swear my fingernail marks are still in the upholstery of that car. Oh, I no. was, I was, my mind was going crazy. Oh my God! God brought, God brought me here to face my deepest fear, and I was going to die in the ocean and the ferry. Oh my gosh! The way our minds, you know, go. When we got off the ferry, I, I didn't even notice the island. I mean, I noticed it was kind of green. I we, I stayed <laughs> in the shelves. 
She had some little <laughs> deer underneath, that, you know, that were drinking out of the stream that went through her property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. I didn't want to do anything. I was just, I just kept thinking about getting on that darn boat to get back home. And I was oh, just wow. paralyzed with fear. And when we got back home, I was really upset with spirit. And I wrote a, an automatic writing and I said, Dear Spirit, you're Almighty God. You know everything. You knew Michelle wasn't going to have a book signing for me, so why did you have her invite me to go to the island? And Spirit said, I had Michelle invite you to go to Ribby Island because you're going to be moving there. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. No okay. way. There's no way. And I told Phil, and we laughed, and, you know, Phil said, you're always spot on. I don't know what happened. How could you have been so wrong? And I said, I, I don't know. I was probably traumatized from being on the <laughs> island or something. And so, but then the funniest thing is I started having dreams about being on the island, and I hadn't even really noticed it that much. But one dream, I was swimming on the bottom of the ocean, and it was so beautiful, all the, you know, the plant life and everything, and I was swimming with a little blowfish on the left side of me and a great white shark on the right side of me. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh, my God, what a weird combination. <laughs> but I wasn't scared of them, and I could breathe underwater. It was the most amazing dream. It, it just, it was just so, I can't, it was an empowering dream. And so when I woke up, I wrote another letter to Spirit, and I said, you know, I'm always spot on. I'm always able to hear what you have to tell me, and I don't know how I could have been so wrong with this, but why did I think that you wanted me to move to the island? And Spirit said, Mm -hmm. you were spot on this time too, Nancy. Nancy, you still need to learn to let go and Mm -hmm. to trust. And you will Mm -hmm. flourish on the island, and our book will flourish there. And I want you to be there by the end of the summer. And it was the end of June when we had come. And so I told my husband, and he said, I'm not moving. He said, I love Colorado. I'm not moving anywhere. He said, our kids love it here. We can't leave all of this. We had four acres. We had a small ranch. It was just really cool. And I had planted every tree myself on the property. Wow. I I can't believe I said this, but I said, well, Phil, I'm learning to trust in God and not in man, and I'm going. And he said, really? You'd go without me? And I said, yep, I would. And he said, well, okay, I won't stop you. And, um... (laughs) So we had a huge house, and I had to pack everything by myself. He didn't stop me, but he didn't help me. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. I'd lived there for 17 years, and you accumulate all this stuff. And um, uh. I put the house up for sale, packed all the stuff, got the movers and everything. And, um, you know, I was feeling pretty, pretty proud of myself that I listened to spirit. My friends were wow, Nancy, you're really spiritual. You really do listen to God. And I'm patting myself on the back. Yeah, I'm pretty spiritual, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you got to be careful when you start thinking that you've arrived because you haven't. Yes, There's always yes. more lessons. So we rented, um, my husband actually rented an RV so that our kids could come with us, our, you know, our dog and our cats. We could all be together because, mm-hmm. um, you know, cats don't travel too well. And we rented right. these two big uh, semis, and my little grandson drove my Jeep. So uh, we had to be here in three days, and we were two days out, and Braxton um, called me on the cell phone. He said, Grandma, I am so tired. Can you please 
can you please come and drive your Jeep and let me get in the RV and just take a nap for a little bit? And I said, of course, sweetheart. So we pulled over to a rest stop, and Baxter got in the RV, and I got in my Jeep, and I told Phil, I said, don't leave without me. Make sure that I adjust my mirrors and get my sunglasses on and put my seatbelt on and feel, make sure I'm behind you the whole way because I don't know where we're going and I'm scared to drive on the highway. I'm scared mm-hmm. of everything. I've been scared of everything. I mean, I'm scared oh, no. of parallel park. And um, <laughs> so we're driving and we're driving and it starts to get kind of dark and I have um, night blindness and I can't see when the lights reflect on my mirrors and stuff. Well, first of all, Phil said, okay, okay, I'll stay with you. And he drove off. And I was like, oh, oh no. my God, oh, my God, what do I do? And and I'm trying to call him on my cell phone, and I had no coverage. And then I'm trying to put the address where we live in and Garmin, and it was set for Colorado. And so I'm like, oh, my God. I literally shut my eyes when I pulled up onto the highway because oh. I just I felt like I just, oh, cars were just whizzing by. And I couldn't oh, no. find Phil anywhere, and I was driving like 75 miles an hour trying to find him. And I couldn't find him, and I, so I drove and drove, and then finally it's starting to get dark, and I can't see at night. I was like, "Oh my God, you know, I can't wow. do this. I, I better find him pretty, you know, pretty soon." And then it started raining. It was, it oh, was wow. a torrential downpour, literally. The wipers on my car were going so fast, and I couldn't see. And you know, and then it's dark, and then. We were on these curves. Or I don't. It was like I felt like I was on the side of a, a mountain or a hill, and I couldn't see because it was dark, and the lights from the cars were shining off my mirrors. And I was thinking, Oh, oh my God. God, I'm going to be plunged to my death. And, and and the thing about it is, Lisa, I never felt spirit's presence, and I always feel spirit's presence. I felt oh wow, like I was all alone in the world, and I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And then. We came to this construction zone, and they had these flashing red lights, which further blinded me. And I was just—I was too scared to even cry. I was like, "Why are you doing this to me? I'm already moving to your darn island, and nothing, nothing." And so, just then, Phil pulls up beside me, and he said, "Nancy, what were you doing?" He said, "You were driving like a bat out of hell." I'm like, "I was trying to catch you." He said, "You passed us like we were standing still." I was so scared, I let fear take over, and I didn't even notice that they had pulled over on the side of the road, and they'd been trying to catch up with me for, like, two hours. <laughs> I don't and mean so, to laugh. <laughs> I know, it's hysterical, the things we do to ourselves. When you're fear-stricken, you just can't even think. Yes, so, we do. I said, I have to go to the bathroom. And Phil said, okay, there's a gas station up here, follow me. And so we pulled over, and... I got in the RV and Braxton went and drove the car and I was, I was furious with Phil for leaving me, driving off without me. I was upset with myself for being such a wimp and being scared of everything. I was even upset with my poor little grandson for being tired after driving all that long time and needing to take a nap. And I was furious with spirit. Oh my gosh, I was just furious with him. I thought, you did this on purpose and I will never forgive you for this. And the next morning, oh, that night, Phil and Braxton stayed in a hotel room because I didn't want to have anything to do with either of them. I stayed in the RV with my animals, the only ones that I felt loved me. And um, the next morning when I woke up, Spirit said, Nancy, look what you just did. And I wasn't sure I was ready to even talk to him yet, you know, just leave me alone. 
said, you just drove through Seattle under the most adverse conditions possible. And you did it, Nancy. You did it all on your own. Think what you could do on a bright, sunshiny day. And I thought, wow. oh, my God, I did. I did it because I don't drive. And since then, I mean, I drive on country roads, you know, just right. but I, I'm terrified to drive in heavy traffic. And so I've gone to Seattle four times already on my own. And I just wow. want to show you what you are capable of. And if you're not pushed, if you're not you know, encouraged to take that step. We won't do it. We always take the easy way, the comfortable yeah. way, the familiar yeah. way. That's right. Yeah. And, I, you know, every single time I've been scared to do something and Spirit has told me to do it and I do it, I am so grateful. I just can't yeah. tell you how grateful I am. And, and I just, my confidence just is really building. I, for the first time in my life, Lisa, I really love who I am. Oh, that's I never wonderful. thought I would see that ever, ever, ever. Yeah. You know, I've been the black sheep of the family, you know, no one would right. ever love me. And, um, and, you know, it's just, I had a really horrible childhood. <laughs> I was oh. physically and sexually abused by my dad. And mm-hmm. I would never want to go back and live that life again. And I would, would, wouldn't hope it on anyone else, but... You know what? Everything that happens to us, every single thing, yeah. shapes us and makes us who we are today. Absolutely. And makes us stronger and resilient and gives us compassion for other people. I can't yeah. stand to see people suffering. You know, it's just because yeah. I've been there. <laughs> and um, yeah. it's just so I believe that, you know, before we're even born, that our souls know the lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime. Absolutely. And, um, and we pick the lessons and the families and, and all of our circumstances, yep. you know, and you can always change your mind. It's not like spirit's going to make you do that because it doesn't go along with the free will you've been given. But if you just learn to trust and let go and do it, oh, yeah. my gosh, your whole yeah. life changes. And I'm not even the same yeah. person two years later that I was when I moved here. It's just been amazing. And like even today, no power, I'm kind of cold, <laughs> and uh, normally I would be whining and complaining, and oh my God, you know, I'm yeah. here. But it's really kind of, um, it's, it's really kind of fun. I feel like camping, you know, uh, like we're out camping, and the animals and I are all together, and it's just, I, it's, it's, it's paradise here. It really is. It's the most gorgeous place I've ever uh, been in my whole life. Oh, that's so amazing. Hopefully one day I'll get to visit your little paradise. I have a guest cabin. Hopefully you'll come when there's not a power outage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? And I'm sitting as I'm sitting here listening to you, um, my heart is just like in tears, but at, at the same time it's rejoicing too because Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, um, you know, because when you, especially when you've had a rough childhood um, and you feel, because I felt, always felt like I was the black sheep also, black sheep of the family. Um, and, yeah, but here's the thing. So, again, what you said is so profound because I also believe that our souls choose the experience of, you know, what we want to experience. And isn't it amazing 
how resilient our souls are. Oh, my gosh. Look at what you've come through. And you know what the beautiful thing about it is? We're still fairly young, miss, and we still have a whole lot of life to live, I believe. And we're at that point where we get it. We get it. We've lived through some harrowing experiences, some harrowing times, but it didn't break us. It made us stronger. And that you was know? our choice. We yeah. chose. We all have choices. You can let fear yeah. take over and just yeah. wallow and destitute and, and not do anything, or you can just let go and trust, and you have to make the choice to trust. You know, yeah. it's just... It's so amazing. It's just the things that we 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 put ourselves through, you know, pretty much everything that we go through. Because <laughs> yes, we do. everything, I think, the more energy you put towards something, the more you draw it towards you. The more you're terrified yeah. of something and thinking about it constantly, we don't understand how powerful we are. My gosh, yeah. if spirit lives inside of us, you know, we are part of God. We are part yep. of spirit. We, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. Human experience, you know, it's not yeah. the way around. And That's right. we have no idea of what we can accomplish. If we even knew, if we could even, I think Albert Einstein said, if we, just, if we, if we accomplished one-tenth of what we are capable of, we would astound oh ourselves. We just yeah. don't have any idea. I've always thought, you know, oh, who am I, you know, I'm a nobody, and I da-da-da-da, and just poor pitiful pearl, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we lived in uh, in Colorado, like I said, we lived on this little ranch, and sometimes you get tornadoes and stuff in Colorado, and really mm-hmm. high windstorms and everything. And one day, um, there was a corner to us, there was a younger couple, and they had two little girls, about two and four, and um, the little girls dad had spent the entire weekend putting up a trampoline for them it was so you know it was he it was they were all so happy and laughing and helping their dad and bringing the poles to their dad and just it was so cute to watch and then Mm -hmm. um the next the next um week we had a really big really horrible storm and it was lightning thundering and the wind was blowing like crazy and i heard this huge crash in the side of our house, and I went out to see, went downstairs, walked out to the basement to see what it was, and the trampoline had shattered against the side of our house. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, oh my God, he's cemented these poles. These poor little girls are going to be so sad. And I went back upstairs, and I looked out the window, and there are these little girls outside with no clothes on, no shoes, just the little one oh, head under pants, and that was it. And the older mm-hmm. one's four, and she's got a top on, but they both, neither of them had any shoes on. And they're picking up these metal poles in a lightning storm. And I was like, oh, my God. And I called their home, and there's no answer. So I got in the car, and I went over there, and I said, what are you doing out in the rain? Get in the house now. And they're right. looking at me, and the little one's putting her hand on her hips. You know, I'm not her mom. <laughs> she's not going to, doesn't have to obey me. I'm like, where right. is your mom? And the older one says, she's visiting Connie. She'll be back in a minute. And I said, I want you to get in the house. You could be hurt. I said, just get in the house and don't come out until your mommy gets home. And the little one's mm-hmm. like, our daddy going to be sad. We have to help our daddy. And I said, just get in the house and I will pick up the poles for you, okay? So they got in the house. And I really, I picked up 
pretty much all of the poles and put them on the side of the house. And I was just drenched. And I left a few tiny little nuts and bolts and little poles, but I got all the big ones. And I got uh-huh. home, and then it started to hail. And I had just barely changed my clothes, and it's hailing. And within a matter of just really just a matter of minutes, we had a foot of hail on our back deck. And wow. I look out, and there are those little girls again out there oh, no. picking up the little pieces that I had missed. Oh. And I just thought, oh, my God, they're going to get killed. And without thinking, I just screamed, I command you to stop this storm now. And Lisa, it stopped. And I oh, was no. thinking, oh, God, wow. do, 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 do. It's just a coincidence. It'll start up right. again. And right. it didn't. And so then I'm thinking, oh, my God, I humbly thank you for stopping this storm. And I was like, I'm going to be turned into a charcoal briquette. Who am I to command the hand <laughs> of God? And Spirit said, who are you not to command the not hand you. of God, Nancy? Amen. You yes. are the hand of God. And I yes. believe that message is for all of us. Spirit said that he needs us just as much as we need him. Because yes. spirit is a spirit. We are flesh and mm-hmm. blood. We can call other mm-hmm. flesh and blood human beings. Spirit can't physically wipe the tears from a child's face. You right. know, he could, but the child wouldn't feel it. A spirit built an orphanage in the middle of, you know, the country overnight. You know, people would think it was the devil and burn it down to the ground. If one right. of us built it, people would accept it. And so spirit right. just, uh, it just kind of imparted to me, just kind of, I can't explain it, just I just saw it, I knew it, that really we are vital to spirit. We're here to yes. help one another and to empower one another and to think about other people too and not just ourselves although we're also here to take care of ourselves because we can't help anyone if we don't help ourselves that's right and we have to love ourselves first because no one else is ever going to love us or want to be with us or respect us if we don't love and respect ourselves that's That's the lesson it's not being selfish you know that verse I Paul I shared in my book that Marion Williamson wrote, I believe it's so true. Yeah. You know, spirit gives us everything, and then we think we need to be humble, or we need to, you know, yeah. make ourselves little for other people. No, be proud of the gifts that we've been given. They're gifts from God. And, yeah. you know, use them. And just show the world what spirit can do for you, because spirit is almighty. Yeah. And it's so cute here. It reminds me of that all the time whenever I, you know, we're human beings and I sometimes tend to, oh, still, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, and Spirit says, Nancy, you know, I'm the best friend you could ever have. And I mm. am the best promoter you could ever have, by the way. And I yeah. am capable of getting your book out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Nancy. Yeah. So I... Spirit, truly, if I can only have one best friend in the whole world, in the whole universe, I'm going with spirit. Amen. Yes. Yes. Yes, I always say that um, spirit is my CEO um, over everything, you know, everything. I've learned how to turn it all over and go to spirit first. Um, and one day offline, I'll share with you one of the um, experiences that I had when 
I I remember a moment in my life when um, I decided to completely trust. Now, there's so many of them, but this one particular was a it was definitely a spiritual moment that I will never ever. I'm not supposed to forget it. It was it was something to help me remember. Actually, mm-hmm. so we'll have to talk about that once you know offline one day. But um, everything you said, you know, so. It brings me kind of back to how you were introduced to me, how we got together. And, again, we have to give credit to Spirit because – and we have to give a shout-out to your assistant, Jennifer. Jennifer, hi. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jennifer, (laughs) Yes, for finding me and um, introducing me to Nancy, um, sending me the book so that I could read through it. And I get so many books because um, I'm a reader. I'm an avid reader. I Sometimes I'm reading three or four books at a time. I, I love books. I love to read. So I'm like, okay. Um, I get the book, and I immediately, you know, find my little quiet spot and everything. I said, okay, let me, you know, go ahead and start reading because I wanted to have you on the show. Well, first of all, I did look at your website. And I said, oh, she seems just wonderful. You know, I feel her energy coming through the computer. Okay, great. So then I'm reading your book, Nancy, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. This was like, it was like a mirror image. Like, I'm, I really felt your energy come through the book. And as I'm reading through certain pages or certain things that you would say were the same thing that I would say the exact same way. So I'm always asking for confirmation. (laughs) And it was like, and then when I got down to when you actually put my favorite, favorite poem, because I put it in mine too, when you put, um, when I saw um, Marianne Williamson's poem, I said, okay, that's it. She's in. I've got to contact them. I've got to contact them. I've got to let them. Oh, no, let me tell you what other part. I think I shared this with you. Okay, so I'm reading that part, right? And then as I'm continuing reading, I'm flipping through, I'm flipping through. Then when I got down to the part where we're both, you know, the same zodiac sign, I said, see, that's it. Okay, confirmation. I don't even, I did finish the book. I said, I don't need any more spirit. You're you're letting me know that I've got to contact her. She's got to be in my life. And we're going to have her on because I know that my listeners are going to fall in love with you just like I did. Um, And I can tell, and I'm quite sure that the listeners can tell just by hearing you share some of your experiences, that you truly, truly, truly live. You walk your talk. You live by what you say. Um, You are a true humanitarian at heart. And I admire you already for just being brave enough to to to, to uplift you know um, where you your home your your family and you went against your comfort zone you got out of your comfort zone and look at where you are now. So my question is, when you since you've been there. What was the purpose for you moving to the island? Do you, has that been revealed to you? Like, what was the, the, the what was spirit telling you? Like, you're here now, so why? You know, I really can't. I don't have an answer to that. I just know okay. that things have fallen into place, and I know okay. that when I first moved to the island, I was so lonely because my husband travels all the time and it was just me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would 
go into town and just try to, you know, have a Coke because I don't drink um, coffee or anything and hope that somebody would just sit down and talk to me. I want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day telling the Spirit, I'm so lonely. You know, I moved here and I'm so lonely. And, mm-hmm. um, and now How long has I it been? Like two years. Okay. And now I found my tribe, the most amazing people. I mean, they're just, and Spirit said, if you would have um, met people sooner, Nancy, you would have been too needy, and they would have pulled away oh, from you. Right, you right, right, right. And I feel that I have this purpose to deliver Spirit's message, and I just, I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly, you know, how it's going to happen. But one thing about writing the book, as I want to share, too, is that, Mm-hmm. I've always been, well, I, you know, I was telling my husband that I was a fake. I, I've always been very secretive about my, you know, childhood and everything because, right. you know, people, you know, people that Judge. come from good families are good people and people that come from bad families are bad. You know, it's just that stereotype right. we have. Right. And, right. you know, the fruit doesn't fall too far from the tree and all that. And even my mm-hmm. husband's family, when we met, they wanted to know all about me and I was just, don't say a word, Philip. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's none of anybody's business in case unless I want to share it. And That's so, right. But you have to be really, you know, when you're when you're keeping a secret, you have to be very careful. You have to watch yeah. what you say because it's something might lead somebody to say. And you can't be your real self. You can't be who you really are. You're just always being alert and trying to keep people from finding out stuff. And you know, after. The book came out. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's you know, people that read the book know everything about me. And I have to tell you, Lisa, it is the most freeing experience I've ever yeah. had. Yeah, And I'm not yeah. a fake anymore. I can be me. And yeah. we all want people to love us for who we are. But if we yeah. don't let people know who we really are, how can they That's love right. us? And That's now right. I'm just me, and if people accept me, they accept me, and if they don't, they don't. Don't, they don't. You That's know, right. The, the strange thing is people just love me. I mean, they're yeah. all just yeah. trying to show me this and, you know, acclimate me to the island and show me these different places and the different beaches and the different – and um, I had um, I had major surgery not too long ago, and mm-hmm. um, I, I – this is the first time this has ever happened – there were 12 women that got together. It was like this little, you know, they were organizers, and they all brought food, you know, different mm. meals every single day and offered to come over and clean the house. And oh, it was wow. just amazing because I was in bed for practically three weeks. Oh, and, wow. Um, that's a lot of time to, you know, to give to people, you know. And then yeah. lots of the um, biopsies and stuff I had to have were um, – you know, they you can't drive afterwards, and so people would mm-hmm. drive me clear to Seattle from Whidbey Island. You have to take the ferry, and then oh, depending wow. on traffic, it could take an hour and a half or two hours to get there. And they'd wait for me to go through all these different procedures and then bring me back home. And I just was, no one has ever shown me that much kindness in my life. And I, it, honestly, that almost made me feel uncomfortable, which is real mm-hmm. horrible when people are being so yeah. kind and you're so unaccustomed to it that, you know, um, but it was just, it just astounded me, all these things that have happened to me, that it, and it might not seem like a huge thing, but you know what, miracles, I think, 
are the little things that happen to you that touch your soul absolutely. and your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know why they um, rallied around you, don't you? You know why people started giving back, because you are a giver, and you've always given of yourself to other people, and now it was your turn to receive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I just also want to tell you just one other story, because I think it's so important, because even though, even Mm -hmm. though we, you know, we, we hear from spirit, and we see signs, and we're given messages, we still tend to fall back, you know, yeah. into our, you know, we just, we forget. It's like yeah. we have amnesia or something. When you ask yeah. me, when did I finally decide to trust in spirit, you know, it was it was mm-hmm. during the move because, you know, I, I said that I wrote my book practically in, in two and a half weeks except for the last chapter. And then mm-hmm. I went out for um, dinner and a drink with another friend of mine, and she's, um, a, she is a Ph.D. psychologist, and she has written mm-hmm. um, an international best-selling book. And I asked her, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I've never written a book before. I don't know how to get it published. I have nowhere. Blah, 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 blah. And she said, I said, do you have any suggestions? And she said, Nancy, she said, you know what, writing a book is an exercise in futility. She said, I will never write another book again. It is so darn hard. First of all, it costs about $65,000 to get a book published. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I I never had Mm $65,000. And she said, Mm -hmm. you have to do all the work yourself. You just have to promote it. You're writing the book. You've got to get it published, and then you're trying to promote it. And she said, you don't have a life. It's just not worth it. And so I went home and I put the book on the bookshelf. And mm. I just left it there for about two years. Wow. And then one morning I woke up and Spirit said, Nancy, if you want me to get the book published for you, you're going to have to finish writing it. So I went out and I finished writing the book. And it doesn't cost anywhere near $65,000. No. Mm-mm. And, you know, and so... It's amazing how even though Spirit was writing this book through me, Spirit was yeah. helping me, I still listened to another human being and took yeah. their advice and their suggestions mm-hmm. over Spirit, you know, and we do that mm-hmm. repeatedly. And, uh, I mean, I really, I honestly, truly, with all my heart, I know. I've walked with Spirit and, and, and felt His presence, and I yes. know the Spirit has my my back and my best interest in spirit will never, ever let me down. And still, yeah. sometimes you fall back, and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I'm just, you know, I'm, I flail my arms around and think, yeah. you know, I can't believe this is happening. And it's just so, it's so ridiculous. You know, and one time I had this dream, and um, I don't know where I was at, but somebody said they thought it was like the Akashic Records or something, but... I, there was this, this bean, and um, I think it was a, a, an angel. I, I, you know, it was just it was a, a tall bean, and it just had was holding my hand, and it led me up stairs to this building, and the building was made of solid gold bricks. It was huge, mm-hmm. and inside the building, the walls were all adorned with jewels of every kind, you know, sapphires, diamonds, rubies, just, oh, it was just gorgeous. But it was like, um, you know, those um, um, 
boxes that you deposit boxes, safety deposit boxes. Mm-hmm. It was all around, you know. And um and um this being was opening all the boxes up and showing me all the awards that have ever, ever been given throughout you know, throughout the existence of the earth to to mankind. Mm-hmm. And um and just some of them were small gifts and some of them were larger gifts and and then when we were done, the, the bean took me, escorted me out of the building, and I thought, oh, my God. I thought that I lived my whole life, you know, to help humanity, and I must have fallen short of the mark because I didn't even get the smallest gift, and I was just like, oh, God. And so, um, but then the bean took me to this other building, and it was only a third the size of the first building. And again, it was made of solid gold bricks. But when we walked in, and it, when we walked in, the walls were all adorned with, with jewels and, you know, just, but there weren't safe deposit boxes. There was just one little plain table, wooden table, kind of like, you know, the Amish. They always do really quality, mm-hmm. beautiful wood. But it was very simple. And on it was like a little treasure chest, like when you see pictures of going deep sea diving and they find treasures and you know it was a curved mm-hmm. top and everything, and it was really a beautiful box and everything. And the being opened it up, and he brought out this dragon, and he said, "This is a sacred dragon." And I swear that I saw the dragon's eyes blink, you know, move, and it was just. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The wings were finest filigree gold, and mm. they just looked like they were fluttering. And it was just eyes were emerald, and it was just gorgeous. And he said, throughout the history of mankind, no one has ever been given this dragon. And he handed mm. it to me, and I held it in my hand. I was looking at it, and I woke up with tears streaming down my face and my hand was held out and I looked at my hand and I really expected to see the dragon. <laughs> oh, wow. But of course it wasn't there and so then I thought, oh, Nancy, you stupid woman. <laughs> you think you're so <laughs> humble and now you're dreaming that you got this sacred dragon that no one throughout the history of mankind has ever received. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're hallucinating, girl. <laughs> and so, wow. um, you know, I thought that was so ridiculous and so I just, I just put it out of my mind. And then about three weeks later, my um, son and his wife and um, my um, little grandson, who was about two and a half at the time, came over. And they think I'm kind of crazy because I'm not a Catholic. <laughs> and, um, right. you know, they think that I'm going to hell and everything. But so anyway, um, Baxton is well aware of this. And he was mm-hmm. following me from room to room to room to room, like he wanted to be alone with me. And I walked into the bedroom, and he came in, and he said, Where the dragon come? Can I see it? And I said, What are you talking about, Brack? What dragon? He goes, Don't we remember, Gamma? We go to that place, and that angel give you that dragon nobody in the whole wide world ever got before. And I thought, <gasps> oh, How could he have been in the same dream? I just I mean, got those like, all over. Yeah, spirit wanted to remind me, you know, out of the mouth of babes. Yeah. From my little grandson that it wasn't, it wasn't a dream. I believe I really received that award. And I'm acting like, 
I did, you know? Yeah. And so we always have to, we get signs and signs and signs, and unless it's, you know, this huge thing, we don't, you know, we just don't pay attention. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a guy that asked God to, you know, he's in the middle of the ocean. I don't know how he got there, but he's, he's drowning in the middle of the ocean, and he's asking God to please send him a miracle. He knows that God has, will send him a miracle. He's led him yeah. a good life. And so here comes this kid on jet skis, says, hey, hop on, you know. And he's like, yeah. oh, no, thank you. God's going to send me a miracle, you yeah. know. And here comes, you know, this helicopter. And they lower down a, a, a ladder and they say, come on, climb up. And he's like, oh, no, God's going to send me a miracle. And then here mm-hmm. comes a yacht. He's like, no, no. And then he drowns, and he gets up to heaven, and he's really upset with God, you know. I asked you to send me a miracle, and I drowned, you know. Well, how many miracles do you need to understand yeah. that you're the Spirit, that you are yeah. everything to Spirit? You know, and when I um, I went to the Louise Hay um, um, I Can Do It conference as, mm-hmm. a, as a featured author, and it just... It was really nice. I was really excited about it. But it really kind of bothered me when people were coming up to get their book signed. You know, they just were, like, trying to touch your arm and just, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you wrote a book. Oh, I've always wanted Mm -hmm. to write a book, but I could never. You know, why do we always, I'm not an international scholar. This is my first book. And people always want a guru to follow. They want somebody yeah, that they can, yeah. you know, everybody else is capable. We think everyone else is smarter, exactly. prettier, you know, yeah. more artistic, creative, and we are. It's yeah. not true. We're Mm-mm. all given gifts. They're different gifts, but we're all mm-hmm. given gifts. We have, we have so much potential in us. We just, it's just untapped potential until we realize. You know, it's just... I always say if I wrote you a check for a million dollars and you just let it sit there, it's like you might as well not have even got it. You have to do your share. You have to yep. take it to the yep. bank. You have to cash it or deposit it or do something with it. You can't just look at it and say, oh, why would anyone ever want to give me this much money? I don't deserve it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, your life is a gift from God. And what yeah. you make of that house is your gift back to God. So wouldn't you want to give him the best gift you could possibly give? The best, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a beautiful story. Um, wow. I still got goosebumps. That was beautiful. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because Baxter still remembers it. <laughs> How old is he now? He's sixteen. Oh my gosh. You know, because I believe, I truly believe anyway that children, um, you know, when they're born, they're fresh off the heavenly press. And so, you know, I believe that they still see their angels. Um, I still believe that they're in communication, you know, communication with the other realm all the way up to like six or seven years old. And actually, um, I was a part of the book, the last book that Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote um, before he um, transitioned, which is Memories of Heaven. 
And it's a book compiled of children from all over the world, you know, parents write in and told stories about their children and things that they remembered, literally remembered from being in the other realm. And so Mm -hmm. when children, when small children say things like that, pay attention, (laughs) pay attention because how some of the things that they say, how in the world would they know that? Yeah. You know, and that's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. Um, I think that when kids have imaginary friends, they're their angels. They're their yep. little guides helping them. I agree. And when we tell them that people are going to think they're crazy or they're too old to have imaginary friends, Mm-mm. we're really we're really taking something away from them, you know, because they yes. think it's not it's not right unless you follow societal norms and you know religious dogma and all this different stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Our lives for everybody else. We don't even know who we are sometimes. Absolutely. And children just, I remember back some one time, he um, he fell down and he, he hurt his knee and I picked him up and was holding him. And he goes, he said, it okay if I cry, Grandma? And I said, of course it is, sweetheart. I said, it must really hurt. I'd be crying too. He was crying and he said, Mama, me like being a little girl better than being a little boy. And I said, you oh. did? You did? And he said, Yes, and I said, well, why? And he said, because when we're a little girl and you get hurt, everybody go, it's okay, sweetheart, it's okay, and they hug you and kiss you. And when you're a oh. little boy, they say, big boys don't cry. Take it like a man. He goes, I'm not a man, comma. I'm just a little boy. And that oh. broke my heart. And so that wow. was really, you know, he could remember, and he knew the difference, and it was just like, wow. It's true. Yeah. And that's what we do. We do that to men. We do that to little boys. Yeah. yeah. And nobody yeah. is a superhero, you know. You can't be strong yeah. all the time. Everybody needs no. something. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, let's talk about that for a second, because I'm looking at my time, and, and it's, you know, the time is coming. Because oh, we're going to have to have you back, Nancy, because um, we haven't scratched the surface. <laughs> but um, talking about um, children and you know the children that are coming into this realm at this time. You know, I'm I I I'm joking, but I'm not joking when I say, um, you know, they come in, they're coming into the world now, learning how to op, you know, just knowing how to um, operate a cell phone or a computer or or any kind of electric. They're so smart, um, and it's just amazing to watch. And you know what is a beautiful thing to me, in my opinion, is that the children that are coming in now. It's such a great time because when we came into this realm, um, and, and I always say, too, when we know better, we do better. And our parents did mm-hmm. what they knew how to do at that time. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. and I think we just continue to evolve. And as we continue to evolve, like now, you know, there's um, uh, we're, we're at a time of a spiritual awakening in this realm, which is a beautiful thing. And I love the little babies. I love little children. And I love to see people now, they're they're being taught differently. They're being taught how to meditate. They're being taught what meditation is. You know, we're teaching them differently than the way we were taught. You know, because mm-hmm. look how long it took us to, to remember, to, to remember who and what we really are. So now we have a chance. We have, we're, at the, we're at a time where we can now teach them earlier, you know, teach them who they are 
earlier so they don't have to wait until they get our age to to be able to shine and and to 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 know who you are and how powerful you are and that you are the great I am and that God created you in his image and all of those things that to me is exciting I get excited about that yeah yeah, and that's why well, your book. I would love to come back to your show, and I just really have enjoyed being on it. I just thank you so much for having me. I love oh your, my gosh. your energy and personality too. I just it was so. I just looked forward. I I wrote Jennifer and said thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, real quick though, before I let you go, um, one of the things I I wanted to talk about so much, but let's just real quick before I let you um get off because I know that in your bio um, you um, studied astrology as well and I that's one of my other things because I, I love metaphysics I've always loved metaphysics I've always believed in the mysticism of, of you know just this magic I've always believed in the magic but especially astrology so you've studied astrology and one of the things that I wanted to ask you was um as far as your astrological signs, your sun sign, your moon sign, and your ascending sign, how much of that is true? How much of that is real? Now, I, I can give you my opinion, but I want to hear from you. How much do you um, attribute your astrological sign to who you are? You know, uh, it is. It's it's really, really real. And I, I you know, um, when I worked with clients, sometimes we would administer the Myers-Briggs, and it's a personality mm-hmm. index. Mm-hmm. Astrology is so much more complete and accurate. I just, um, you know, it's, it's, I am an Aquarius. and um, Me too. Uh, Yay. My, <laughs> um, <laughs> my, um, my, uh, moon is in Gemini, and I am a Leo rising. Well, Aquarius okay. and Leo are opposites. <laughs> you know, right. Leo is the magnificent lion that you know wants to be a showman and wants to shine, and Aquarius mm-hmm. is not. Aquarius is just for humanity, just to serve and to help, and so they they're not really compatible. They're opposites, and you can't do both at the same time. But you have mm-hmm. to balance each one out. And so right. uh, that's kind of a, a problem for me because I've always thought, you know, um, you know, you just always have to be humble and you just you can't put yourself first. You don't ever do that and you just sacrifice for the good of everybody else. And, you know, that's not really what spirit wants us to do. We don't have to hang on the cross. Right, you know? right, right. We I'm with you. need to love ourselves and take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves. It's like... You know, the part I wrote in the book about you have to put the air mask on your own self first yeah. in this line. That's right. That's right. You see, I would have always put it on somebody else, and then I'd have been on the floor, and somebody would be help- yep. taking their time <laughs> to help me. You know? yeah. so it, sometimes we really have good intentions, but you know what? They're totally misguided. Yeah. We, we think we have to be martyrs. No. If you're, you know, a wounded healer, you can't help other people. You have to take Girl, care of your Girl, say that needs. again. Yes. No, say that again. Healer. Say it again. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it's true. It really is to yeah. take care of yourself. Now, to thine own self, always be true. Be yes. Yourself. 
Nancy. Oh my gosh. Yes. And and you know what? Guess what my um moon sign is? Gemini. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now we have different ascending signs, but my moon sign is also Gemini and Sun Aquarius. So yeah, you know, I I I tell you, I really feel like we're spiritual uh spiritual sisters and um I'm going to keep in touch with you, and we're going to set up another date. We're going to have a part two to this conversation because it's so juicy. It's so much It's so much meat in it. It's like I just want to continue because I want people to understand about the, you know, having the choices. to. You, have, you just have the right to choose. You do. And people sometimes don't even realize that you have a choice. If you're hurting, if someone, if you're in a relationship and that relationship is painful to you, whether it's physical or mental, okay, that's abuse. Either way you look at it, it's physical abuse or mental abuse. Well, guess what? You have a choice. You can choose to get out of that relationship. You don't have to stay somewhere where you are in pain or someone else is inflicting pain on you. And we don't realize that sometimes. We I don't know why we feel like we have to just suffer through. Like you said, we're not martyrs. We don't have to do that. So I want to continue this conversation with you. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. You know, and I, it's, you know, I just touched on this in my book about when I was talking about the skiing accident and how I got carried down the slopes in a body bag, you know, and in real life, people literally do get carried out in a body bag yes. because they don't listen to their own inner guidance. They don't no. want to hurt somebody else's feelings. They don't want to offend yep. someone. They don't, you know, it's yep. when I, I don't know if we have the time to tell this. No, no, go ahead. We have time. Go ahead. When I'm, I was a director of victim services for a police department, um, mm-hmm. this lady walked in one day and she came in and she said, um, "She said I, I came to you because um, people say that you really care and, and I can trust you." And she said, "I think my husband broke my neck." And I'm, "Oh my God! I'll get an ambulance! I'll call a ambulance!" She said, "No." Oh my gosh. No, I came because I thought I could trust you. She said, "You can't hurt this." She said, "My husband will kill me, and he will kill our two children if I ever kill <gasps> anybody." She said, but oh I just gosh. wanted you to give me a ride to the hospital. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if something happens? And she, I mean, I just, I said, well, I, you, did you want me to have a policeman take you? And she's like, no, I can't have a police report. He would kill me and our daughter. And so wow. I'm driving her to the hospital, and I'm trying to talk to her. And I'm like, you know, her husband was huge. He was six foot. I mean, he was almost seven foot tall. He was big. And one time oh in the he had some six or seven of our officers who have guns and mace and tasers and everything else. He had sent six or seven of them to the hospital. And she oh was like four feet seven. And he's beating her up. And I said, well, you know, I can, I can find a place for you and your children where you'd be safe. I can, you know, uh, I can get the money and even send you, you know, to stay with your parents. But, you know, she goes, oh, no, I can't leave him. It would bring dishonor to my family. And I said, what if he hurts you? And she said, I said, can't you go back and stay with your family? She goes, no, I can't. 
you would bring dishonor to my family. She said, you make your bed and you lie in your bed. And I said, don't you know the said, She said, they love their dad. You know, and she, she was, she, she held my hand when they were taking her on the stretcher and she said, um, you have been the kindest person that I have ever met. She said, you're like a sister to me. And I saw a flash in my mind of her lying on these steps. And her one of her legs, her, her feet were still on the top stair, and the rest of her was down on the cement in a pile of blood, a puddle <gasps> of blood. And I was like, ah, and I turned away from her. And she knew. I, I really think she knew because she let go of my hand. And she thanked me. And, you know, three weeks later, that's the way we found her. Oh, and wow. then the kids, her kids, she was trying to please her family, her parents. She was trying to do the best for her kids, and she gave up her life. So her kids are going to be without mom or dad. You oh, know, and wow. They and it was just to me, the things we do, we think because of, you know, parental upbringing or societal norms or whatever, we have all these rules, all yeah. these guidelines that are imposed upon us. They're not ours. They're not good for our soul. We have to no. think ourselves and listen to it. Listen to God and quit listening to man. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. So, wow. Wow. That's, oh, wow. And how long ago was that? Oh, it's probably been about probably about eight or nine years ago. Oh my gosh, that's a what an experience! You know, and that's another thing we didn't get to touch on either. Um, your mediumship and all of that. So yeah, we're gonna have to bring you back, um, to continue this conversation. Um, hopefully before the end of the year is out. You got to check your schedule. Okay. I'm there, Lisa. I'm there. <laughs> and, and let me know because that's just, you know, wow. Yeah, we, we have to um, – it's just sad. I don't understand it. Um, but you know what, Nancy, at the same time, everyone has their journey that, you know, they signed up for. Mm-hmm. And that's true. it may not be, you know, what we think their journey should be or whatever, but it's their journey. And, you know, um, they got to go through because, and here's another thing, because so even with my clients, because I do um, life coaching as well, I call it dream coaching, but I help, you know, try to help people to just, you know, come to whatever their purpose or whatever they need at the time. And what I find a lot of times is no matter how much we, you know, tell someone or give them a formula or try to guide them, if they're not ready to move, no matter what you say, if they're not ready, they're not going to move. And I think, and and what I've come to understand is that that's because it's a part of their journey. Whatever life lessons they're supposed to learn, they've got to go through the fire, just like you and I have had to go through the fire. But I think the difference is for some people, we we chose an earlier path. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going down there, but let me get this over with quickly because I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I want I don't want to walk around the mountain for, you know, 45, 50 years. I want to get it so I can, you know what I mean? <laughs> so let me get it yeah, now. Let me, take my, let me take my licks and get it over with. <laughs> But for well, you some know, that's people, true, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Because 
you know, what works for me or for you might not work for somebody else. That's right. You know, we all have our own paths. And yep. so it's we have to be careful, too, not to, you know, judge others for the decisions and the choices that's right. that they've made. Because hopefully there's some part of them that's listening to that little voice inside Yes. Yes. Yeah. And while well, you hate yeah. to see people suffer, sometimes it's, it's the growth. You know, the caterpillar yep. turns into a butterfly. That's right. That's right. And, and, and you know, and butterfly than a caterpillar. Yes, yes, my sister. Yes, <laughs> same here. <laughs> so, Nancy, thank you so so much once again for coming on the show and sharing with us. I so appreciate you. I know that um, when people even go back to listen to this broadcast, they're going to learn a lot um, from this. And please, please, um, to my listeners, please visit Nancy's um, website, Nancy. But Nancy, tell us your website. Um, it's w. It's www.choices. The name of the book mm-hmm. dash N as mm-hmm. in Nancy L as in Lamb B as in Burn dot mm-hmm. com and you, you can get the book mm-hmm. at um, Elbow Press at Amazon dot com or at um, Barnes and Noble. Yes, so. yes, please. Go. Please go buy the book. So by the time we come back and we bring Nancy back on, you will have read your book. And then maybe in the next broadcast, we'll take some callers, um, if that's okay with you. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, But, yes, Nancy, thank you so much, sweetie. I really, really appreciate you. And we're going to talk very, very soon. Okay. And thank you and all your listeners for, for listening in. I really appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, I hope, look, I hope your electricity comes back on soon so that you can get warm. <laughs> Me too. But you, but you take care, and um, like I said, we'll be in touch very soon. Okay, Lisa, thank you. Bye. Okay, sweetie. Bye-bye. That was Nancy Byrne, everyone. Oh, my gosh, she's such a jewel. I just love, love, love her. Um, Yeah, go to her website, get her book. It's Like she said, it's on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and Balboa Press. It is an amazing, amazing read. So now um, we're down to that part of the show where I want to leave you with this. Um, you know, as when I was putting the show together and um, – as I do every show. And when I was reading through her book and talking about choices, choices is one of those things that I absolutely love to talk about because, yes, we all have choices in life. And so I would flip through my book and lo and behold, which I forgot because it's been a while, there's a chapter in my book entitled It's Your Choice. And so um I'm not going to really go over it all right now because we're kind of running down to the to the wire to the end of the show. But what I will do next week is when you tune back in, I want to share with you um, some of the information from that particular chapter entitled It's Your Choice. So you have to tune in with us next week in order to, to get that information if you haven't bought my book. Um, you won't want to miss that. It's absolutely, to me, it was good writing. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm giving myself a pat on the back. Thank you very much. So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout out to my family.
friends who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you to Nancy for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't stop... Don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration and leave a message to let us know you stopped by. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. And follow us on Twitter at least 101. That's L Y S E. 101. So make sure you come back and tune in on Monday, November the 20th at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. And always remember, folks, that real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation Seek God and learn how to love yourself first because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders. Thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.